Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. WXME AM 780 Monticello Holton Presque Isle. Good morning, Dogs. This is the Aroostook Watching Radio Show. Come to you live on the Constitutional Radio Network. How you doing out there this morning, Maine Frogs? What that sweat off your nose, Frog? The pot's getting hotter. How you doing out there, Maine Frogs? Paying attention? No, no, no. Just swimming around in the pot here. Seems a little warm. What's going on? Hmm, just keep swimming around. How's things going for you today? October 10th, 2015. 10, 10, 15. And uh, it's official boiled frog day in these several United Sovereign States. How's that doing for you, Maynaz? Paying attention, just swimming around in the pot. Mm. Ah. Getting ready for uh, moose season. Had a partridge last night. How you doing, froggies? Guess what, folks? Today is... Full Enforcement Day. Full Enforcement Day. How's that working for us? Full Enforcement Day. What's that mean? Today is Full Enforcement Day for Facility Security Levels 3, 4, and 5. Well, what's that mean? Wow, who cares? Put another piece of wood on the fire. We'll we'll have a toast. Hmm. How's this real ID working for you? Oh, that's gone. <laughs> they canceled that. No, no. We're going to get into a little bit of that this morning. How you doing, folks? We're coming to you live on the Constitutional Radio Network as long as we can until they uh, figure out a way to shut this off, which won't be long. It won't take them much. How's this working for you? You still feel like a frog? Oh, no, you don't feel like a frog, even though you are a frog, and the heat's so hot. Trying to figure out what's going on. Wipe that, wipe that sweat off your brow. Here we go. Okay, I'm kind of joking with you folks, but I'm not. We didn't pay attention. Why didn't we pay attention to Mr. Dunlap, the Democrat Secretary of State, Back in, 
Oh, let's see. When was it? 2007. Mr. Dunlap had this to say. Concerns, this is a lead up to it. Concerns about the Real ID program have united libertarian-minded citizens from both parties, especially over the portion of the law that creates a federal database of personal information to be maintained by the state and accessible to federal officials. Well, if they didn't tell you there, it's not just federal officials. It's Interpol, whether it's Interpol in France or Libya or Egypt. Your personal information. Ah, which is what prompted Mr. Matt Dunlap to say, you might as well just repeal the Fourth Amendment referring to the prohibition against unreasonable search and seizures of property. This proposal, according to Mark Sanford, uh, Governor Mark Sanford, this proposal was one more step away from the Founding Fathers' vision of a limited federal government. Our greatest homeland security is liberty. Founding Fathers believed our greatest threat to liberty was a central government grown too powerful. Accordingly, they set up checks on federal power by vesting authority at the individual and state levels. Real ID disrupts this delicate balance of power in two ways. First, it turns the Founders' Law head by forcing states to act as agents for the federal government in creating a national ID card and international ID card for federal and international purposes. Needing a real ID to board a plane or enter a federal building would also change the balance of power in something as seemingly insignificant as a visit to a member of Congress. Hmm. Dunlap even said states issue driver's licenses, not the federal government. They really can't make us do it. That's why it's been such a disaster implementing it. That was 2007. And then Mr. Baldacci in, where, whoa, 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 where is it, right here. In 2009, just back from the summer meeting of the National Governors Association, John Baldacci said Tuesday, He's endorsing the pass ID proposal of Homeland Security General We need to strengthen our driver's licenses. We need to require a lawful present presence requirement. It eliminates the fees currently assessed to states to use existing federal databases. It eliminates all the data sharing mandates flexibility to the states. So Baldacci endorses the Pass ID Act even though the main legislature in 2007 totally rejected real ID. Oh, I get it. They changed the name to the criminals. And the frog boiled on. Hello, froggies. How we doing out there? Hmm? I know a lot of you have been very critical of me and maybe justifiable. Maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree. 
Maybe I bit off more than I could chew. Maybe it was the wrong battle to jump into. But I'm telling you, people, they got you. The judges and the prosecutors know they got you, and they darn sure know they don't want you to wake up because they know darn good and well that if there's a right, as as Secretary of State Matt Dunlap says, in a legal evidentiary document, irreal, not even needing a witness, that's what they call their blue seal paper in the main unjust injustice system. If you go to court and the state issues a it its charge against you in a blue seal document, the state doesn't even show up. It is sacrosanct. Can't even be questioned. Can't even be cross-examined because there's nobody there. It is just accepted as fact. So when Matt Dunlap wrote that statement in the Blue Seal document that Jack McCarthy's right to operate was blah, blah, blah. What he's saying is that it's a right. Operation of an automobile on the highways and byways is a right. And Mr. Dunlap, as much as we are on the same page, you really blew it, pal, because rights, no rights, rights cannot be licensed and have a fee applied. Otherwise, if any right can be licensed, then any right can be licensed. Are you going to hear this, people? People wake up. Is it hot enough in the pot yet? Nope. Nope. Still swimming around. It's okay. They're going to take care of us. Mm -hmm. They sure are. They're going to take care of you, okay? Better wake up, folks. Five days from now, October 15th, open carry. Constitutional carry. Yahoo! So glad they did it. So glad they really had the courage to do it. Well done, Senator Brakey. Wait a minute, Eric. You blew it. You compromised. And and the good guys, I'm talking, I'm, the gun owners of Maine, great organization, good people. Todd and Jeff and the other Jeff and all of them involved. Great guys, hardworking, dedicated. Guess what? It's going to be a nightmare because you compromised. Well, we had to get it. We'll we'll fight that battle later. No, sorry. Every time we do that, they hang us out to dry. They laugh up their sleeves. There's going to be such confusion. Law enforcement agencies in this state 
not only don't know what the law says, they don't know how to deal with it, they don't know what they're going to do in response to it, they put that that stupid uh, amendment into a good bill so that it violates, again, the Fourth Amendment. They want to make sure, people, are you paying attention? Please connect the dots. Please connect the dots. Everything is designed to weaken, destroy, obfuscate, impede your guaranteed rights, your God-given, creator-given, creator-created, creator-endorsed, however you want to look at it, rights are not granted by the Constitution or the federal government or the state government. Those entities, those fictitious organizations, they're nothing more than pieces of paper, were set up for the sole purpose of protecting your rights. And instead, we allow them to sneak in, slide in, because, well, we'll we'll make some progress on this. No, people, if they can license any right, if they can charge a fee for you to function in any right, then they can license any right up to and including your right to life. Ask the Jews in Germany as they were being led onto the trains. Did they have a right to life? Well, only until Adolf decided they didn't. And everything he did was perfectly legal. Legal, people. You've got to think. I'm begging you, think outside the box. Just being legal doesn't mean you get on the train. I, I don't know how else to say it. If you do, get off your lazy rear end and say it with me. If you know how to do it better, by all means, jump up and do it. It's not about me. It's about us. How's that pot working for you, Froggy? We're being boiled. Somebody in chat asked about what the compromise was. The compromise that on the on the constitutional carry is that there's a provision, and I don't have it in front of me. I should have. I will next week. Because next week will be really important with this one. But uh, the idea being that if you're detained, and that even that has some some uh, vague generalities to it. If you're detained for any reason by any law enforcement officer in the state of Maine, you must immediately declare if you are carrying 
a concealed weapon. Wait a minute. That's going to cause so much confusion. What do you? What does the police officer do at that point? Don't know. They don't know. There are no guidelines. Well, what's he do if you don't declare? Oh, it's a hundred dollar fine. Ah, fine, 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 fine. That's what it is. A fine. So it's a hundred dollar fine if you're detained for jaywalking, and you don't say that. Oh, by the way, I'm carrying. And for some reason, he sees or notices or your daughter says, oh, join your gun, daddy. That's a $100 fine. Yahoo! That's what it's about. Revenue. Don't forget, people, one of the major concerns, one of the stumbling blocks, they almost killed the whole constitutional carry bill because when it went to the bean counter committee, they said, wow, we, might, we may, not, may not be able to do this because the revenue from the infractions, the breaking of the laws, will cost us too much. Not the permitting. It's not. It wasn't about the cost of permits, the revenue generated by the permits. It was the concept was, if we don't have this law in place prohibiting constitutional carry, then there won't be people in breaking the law against constitutional. Yeah, doesn't does that even sound right in your brain? Does that make any doesn't that should that should make you jump out of the pot, Froggy, just on that little one alone. Just the idea that there's a law against constitutional carry. So constitutional carry and there's a law against it. And we need that law against it so that we can find people and incarcerate people for breaking that law because that's a revenue stream. Not because they did anything wrong. Not because they committed a crime. Not because they were robbing the 7-Eleven. Not because they were threatening someone. Just because they were breaking prohibition against your right to carry. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's the question here, folks? By the way, this is 780 AM, Monticello, Maine, WXME, Superstation WXME, and we're uh, coming to you right out of Monticello. If your case you're listening on the Internet, on uh, on Streamer, or the other live stream thing in Madrid, I don't know what it's called. And uh, these shows are all archived at TalkShoe.com. You can get in the chat room, and you can yell at me with your computer keyboard, or you can actually call in and voice your opinion, your knowledge, or maybe you'd actually say, hey, I want to be part of this. I, I want to be part of freedom. I want to be part of liberty. I don't want to be 
a frog. It's hot in here. Wipe that sweat off your brow there, froggy, because they're turning up the heat, baby. Turning up the heat. Okay, I'm going to read the part of it that tells you what this is all about. On October the 10th, 2015, there's only one more shoe to fall on this, folks. Only one more. Oh, I didn't think they were going to do that. Uh, <clears throat> emphasis on the I didn't think part. Yep. Yep. This is the official Homeland Security, Department of Homeland Security.gov forward slash real ID enforcement brief. Enforcement, people. Enforcement. Stop. They're coming for you. Enforcement. Wake up, people. Department of Homeland Security announced on December 20th, 2013, a phased enforcement plan for the Real ID Act as passed by Congress that will implement the act in a measured, fair, and responsible way. Please move to the back of the train. Anybody for a shower? Oh, it would do that. This is... Merca, people. Secure driver's licenses and identification documents are a vital component of our national security framework. Got a question for you, peeps. Listen, what year is this? 2015. Hmm. This document, this brief, was written in 2013. Hmm. Um. The USA Patriot Act, so important a document, and so so quickly passed by Congress and implemented. Uh, wait a minute, this is 2015. A vital component of our national security framework. If it's vital, my goodness, they should have implemented it immediately. Back on September 12th, 2001. Oh, my goodness. If it's a vital component of our national security framework, why'd they wait 14 years to full enactment? It must be really, really important. And if we didn't need it for the last 14 years... Hello? Have you figured this out yet, folks? It's got nothing to do with national security. It's got everything to do with, as Matt Dunlap said, you might as well just repeal the Fourth Amendment. Come on, people. It's got nothing to do with national security. If it did, they'd have closed the border. If it did... They'd have implemented this in October of 2001. If it did, we'd have fixed it by now. The founders would have been done by now. George Washington didn't use his First Amendment rights to defeat the British. He shot him. 
Are you done? Oh. Have you been fully cooked? Do you give a flip whether you have rights or privilege? Well, do you? If you do, what the heck are you going to do about it? Oh, nothing. Just going to go along to get along. Don't want to piss them off. They have guns. Hmm. Don't want to exercise my rights. They have guns. Well, I'll sacrifice little freedom for security. Remember what he said? Franklin? Anybody that that sacrifices freedom for security will have none and deserves neither? Move to the back of the train, please. Well, your little yellow star. Move to the back of the train, please. You going to get out of the pot? Are you just going to keep doing the same thing over and over? And they'll only go so far. Really? Okay. They'll only go so far. Yep, sure. Sure they will. Hmm. Well, the Real ID Act enacted the 9-11 Commission's recommendation that the federal government set standards for the issuance of sources of identification, such as driver's licenses. The Act established minimum security standards for license. Wait a minute. Those are state issues. Why does why is the federal government enacting anything? Do we have any idea of how this is all set up? Uh, well, individuals holding licenses, those are driver's license. By the way, driving is a profession. Operating is a right. Individuals holding licenses from non-compliant jurisdictions will need to follow alternative access control procedures for purposes governed by the Act. As described below, enforcement for boarding aircraft will occur no sooner than 2016. That's the last shoe to fall, people. How far is 2016 from here? This is October, people. Hard to believe. I I know, I know. I keep looking around going, what happened to summer? Where did it go? Where did 2015 go? It was just January. What happened here? You got two and a half months before they have the option to refuse your entry onto an airplane is that what they call them these days? In Prescott, Maine. You want to take a quick run down to Portland? Got something you got to do? Really? You have to have an enhanced international identification and tracking device on your person, or you can't get on the plane. We're not talking about going to Italy. We're talking about a quick flight to Portland, Maine, from Prescott, Maine, because it's a federally controlled transportation system. Hmm. 
following enforcement measures are cumulative with measures in each phase remaining in effect through successive phases. Each phase will begin with a three-month period where agencies will provide notice to individuals attempting to use driver's licenses or identification cards from non-compliant states but still allow access. After this period is over, agencies will no longer accept such identification for entry to federal facilities and individuals will need to follow the agency's alternate procedures to be made available by the agency. Restricted areas, i.e. areas acceptable, accessible by agency personnel, contractors, and their guests for DHS's Nebraska Avenue Complex Headquarters. Phase one. Restricted areas. For phase two is restricted area for all federal facilities and nuclear power plants. Hmm. Phase three, semi-restricted areas, which are areas available to the general public but subject to ID-based access control for most federal facilities subject to limitations described in the next section. Access to federal facilities will continue to be allowed for purposes of applying for or receiving federal benefits. We're talking about Social Security office people. We're talking about post office. They're talking about any DHS, even DHHS, you know, when you go for your, when you go in for your uh, food stamps and go in there to uh, pay your child support and all that stuff, DHHS is federally controlled. It will fall in these Restrictions. Phase four, boarding federally regulated commercial aircraft. For most of us folks, that's an airplane. That's that jet that's parked over there at Presque Isle or in Bangor. And whether you're going to Paris or not Paris, Maine, Paris, France, or Portland, you're going to have to have an international identification card to travel within your state. Please move to the back of the train and shine up your little yellow star. Thank you very much. No. Oh, you're just a radical. Really? Really? I wonder if Andrew Jackson would say, oh, don't be so radical. Just, you know, be nice. Compromise. Hmm. Really. DHS will conduct an evaluation following the implementation of the first three phases to assess the effects of enforcement and the progress of states in meeting the standards of the Act. Again, it's backwards, people. You've got to listen, pay attention to what they're doing. But first, you actually have to know the correct order of things. The states authorize the federal government. The states are in control. Where is I had a 
Where is that? Where is that? Oh, I don't have it in front of me. I don't know which one it was. Too much of this stuff. Got too much of it. Oh, by the way, one of the reasons in a federal um, uh, one of uh, Susan Collins in the Federal Register uh, back in 2007, they were having this debate. <clears throat> and uh, let's see, here we go. As it's, it's about money, people. As the deadline approaches for compliance with the act, opposition to the mandate has grown. Last month, this is back in 2008, the Maine legislature became the first in the nation to pass a measure against the requirement unequivocally refusing to implement the act and urging Congress to repeal it. Too expensive, too fast. Too fast? So slower would be okay. How you doing there, Froggy? Too much of an invasion of privacy. Too much of an invasion of privacy. Oh, so invasion of privacy is perfectly acceptable as long as it's not too much. Really, it's like being a little pregnant. And so too much of an invasion of privacy and too burdensome to administer, said a bipartisan coalition of Maine lawmakers. Estimate of the cost of compliance in Maine alone is $185 million. So Matt, if it was free... Would it be less of an invasion of privacy if it was free? It's okay to be invade. It's okay to blow up the Fourth Amendment if it's free? No, people. Wakey, wakey, wakey. Hmm. But, again, people, my question is, I can tell you this stuff all day long. We can debate what too much means. We can wring our hands and put a shirt over our our yellow star and just hope we can sit in the back of the train and they won't notice us. The question is, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm just going to put another log on the fire. Don't you know it's going to be winter? And uh, there's a bean hole bean supper coming up, and I'll be there. Uh huh. What are you going to do, people, when... You're going to Banga for your vacation, and you get to Old Town, and my goodness, Interstate 95 is blocked, and they got all the law enforcement agencies in the world sitting at the way station in Old Town. 
ID, please. Mm. You know, it's really simple. It's so simple. We can secure. We can we can make all these school shootings. We can just we can we can do a lot to prevent this. We just need to set up roadblocks and ID check everybody going down the street of any street that accesses any school in the country. What a deal. What a boon to the economy. Your papers, please. Oh, they wouldn't do that. Really? They're doing it, people. If they can license your right to travel, they can license your right to life. And if you can't pay it, by golly, you can't live. Wow, that's extreme. Step to the back of the train. Really? But all government is instituted by God. Therefore, you will obey. Really? Really? How's that working for you? Hmm? How's that? Just how's that working for you? Well, uh, back in March, I think it was, Chuck Baldwin wrote quite an interesting article. And one little section of it, he's kind of railing on the way Mr. Franklin Graham addressed the, uh, some of these issues. And I just thought part of this is pretty interesting. Because we're getting here, folks, again, because they knew that they couldn't implement this stuff on... September 12th, it didn't happen. They couldn't do it. It wouldn't, you'd have gone ballistic. But now that you're just a a frog in the slightly overheated pan, you'll go along with it, right? Would Franklin Graham or any other preacher in America, oh, here we go, we're getting to the preachers, get up next Sunday and tell their flock that fathers and husbands should be obeyed no matter what. Hmm. All authority is given by God, right? Husbands and fathers should be obeyed, no matter what. Would they teach that husbands and fathers can be abusive to their families? How about a, maybe like a mercy killing? Must employees submit to their bosses no matter what? Must employees submit to being battered and intimidated? Must they allow themselves to be used for illegal or immoral purposes? Of course not. It's not a pastor in America who would dare to even suggest such a thing. Hopefully, rightly so. But when it comes to civil authority, how, how come the blinders go on? When it comes to Romans 13, all bets are off. Christians must submit to civil government no matter what. Christians must submit to police officers no matter what. So why is it that only civil government has God-ordained tyrannical power? Hmm? Was God interested in civil government? 
God puts family government in a superior position to civil government. You know that, right? You understand that? Nod. Shake your head, please. God puts family government in a superior position to civil government, yet to the average pastor and Christian today, officials within civil government have unlimited power, while a husband and father's authority in the home is rightly understood to be limited, jurisdictional, and under the greater authority of God. Hmm. Perspective, people. Mr. Graham is an outspoken critic of Islam. I wonder if he would spew forth the above you obey message if Sharia law was the law of the land. Had he lived in Germany at the rise of the Third Reich, would he have spewed forth the same message? Well, the truth is, many did. Because everything that Hitler did was legal. Hitler was elected. And everything that he did was legal. It wasn't lawful, it was legal. Maybe Stalin's Russia. Hmm. I suppose he would preach you obey message to those suffering saints in Red China who are languishing in the gulags for preaching the gospel or for operating non-state licensed churches contrary to China's law enforcers. Well, they wouldn't license churches here, would they? No. They just make them sub-chapters of the government. Not licensed. You don't have a license to have a church. You just agree to be part of the corporation, which means you have to follow the corporation's laws. No difference, people. Again, this constant, perpetual message of total submission to civil government, no matter what, is pouring forth from our nation's pulpits, is doing more to enslave America than anything any foreign enemy could ever hope to do. Would you get out of the pot, frogs? Please. In order for us to respect law enforcers, they must act respectfully, which means they must respect both the law they represent and the citizens for whom they work. They must also understand that not all civil law is good law. Laws that are repugnant to the supreme law of the land, the civil law, are null and void, as if they never existed. How is it? How can you read? How can you read Maine 
main constitution, which is the supreme law of the land, and come away with anything else. When you're talking about Article 1, Section 16, the people have the right to keep and bear arms. This right shall never be questioned. Oh, well, never in questioned doesn't really mean that. It means I can question and you have to answer or you will be fined. Wait, really? Really? Way to go, guys. Fined? Hmm. There's a, this is an interesting um, definition of private property or property rights from um, Washington State Supreme Court Justice Richard Sanders. Now, property, property, your most valuable property is your life. Interesting. Quote, property in a thing consists not merely in its ownership and possession, but in the unrestricted right of use, enjoyment, and disposal. Anything which destroys any of the elements of property, to that extent, destroys the property itself. The substantial value of property lies in its use. If the right of use be denied, the value of the property is annihilated and ownership is rendered a barren right. Use is the key word. How's that right to life working for you? If we have a right to life, how can we kill 70 million babies? If we have a right to life, how can that happen? How can how can this be? And how can they fine you for not saying I'm carrying a gun? In the United States Constitution, Article Six. This Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, and all treaties made, or which shall be made under the authority of the United States, shall be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby anything in the Constitution or laws of any state to the contrary, notwithstanding. Hmm. Did you know that main revised statutes refers to you as a subject? I like those little things. I don't know. Um, let's see. The last time I ate frog legs, what did I put on the legs? I think I just used salt. A little mustard, maybe. You're almost cooked. Ready, ready, to, ready for the plate. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. Main Constitution, Article 4, Part 3rd, Legislative Power. The legislature, with the exceptions here and after stated, shall have full power to make and establish all reasonable laws and regulations 
for the defense and benefit of the people of the state. Doesn't say anything about to raise revenue for the state corporation. Nothing that they do, nothing that they shall have the full power to make and establish, nothing, none of that can be repugnant to the original Constitution nor to that of the United States. How's that working? You can't pass an amendment that's contrary to the intent and wording of the Constitution. You can't pass a law. You can't make a main revised statute that is repugnant to the Constitution. But they can if you agree to it. When are you going to stop agreeing to it, folks? You just agree to this? Hmm? I don't know. I don't know. How's that? How you doing there, Froggy? Well, not everybody can fight that fight. Nope. 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 But everybody can support that fight. How many letters did you write? How many calls did you make? Uh, or did you? are you one of the ones that actually gets on some of the blogger sites and just said when uh, when they're when they're trashing the patriots whether it's me or Steve or P Herring or any of the folks when they're trashing us in the in the uh, Bolshevik Daily Novosti or Pravdon and Penobscot you get in there and uh, in the in the comments section, oh yeah, I know that nut job. Uh, <clears throat> or do you get in there and say, no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what your rights are? You know what the law says? He may be a wing nut, but he's trying to protect. Your rights, my rights. Hmm? How much support do you give the people that are out there actually doing it? I don't see much. I know it's there from a few people who are dedicated to preserving your rights. But why is it that 2 or 3% are the ones that are actually out there doing it and get just about no help. In fact, they get a lot of ridicule. A lot of ridicule. Hmm. Uh, don't know. I'll go back up to the beginning of what uh, truck ball. See, when you're when you're out there, when you're out there whacking it, it's pretty lonely. It's pretty lonely. When a man such as, uh, this is in part of uh, Chuck Baldwin's thing, uh, such as Jeremiah Isaiah 
Elijah or Micah delivered a message, they were drowned out by the hundreds and thousands of the king's prophets. Hmm, sounds familiar. One way or another, these men were on the king's dole. They received the king's faith-based initiative, monies. They were invited to the king's banquets. They received the king's tax exemptions. They were afforded the king's perks and privileges. It wasn't surprising that when Jeremiah or Micah brought a message of judgment upon the land, he was drowned out in a cacophony of public rebuke by the king's prophets. Hmm. God's prophets almost always stood alone. Hmm. Basically enough, the same scenario is taking place again in what is now the American Empire. Hmm. America was established and built as a constitutional republic, but now it does not remotely resemble its heritage, folks. It has, without a shadow of doubt, taken the form of an unaccountable make rights, might makes right hegemonic empire. The vast majority of America's prophets, preachers, pastors, evangelists, are directly or indirectly in the employ of the king. A host of them are receiving federal tax dollars directly from the federal government in the form of faith-based initiative monies. You think for one minute that these pastors are going to say a peep in the protest about the unlawful, unconstitutional conduct routinely taking place by the federal government? Not one chance in Hades. As soon as someone goes on the public dole, for the most part, the government has successfully and thoroughly purchased their silence. Hmm. And the vast majority of pastors and churches have voluntarily placed themselves directly under the supervision and authority of the federal government by accepting the 501c3 nonprofit organization status from the Federal Reserve's collection agency, the Internal Revenue Service, a corporation housed, homed, and based in Puerto Rico, the Internal Revenue Service. Ah, and by doing so, the vast majority of pastors and churches will consciously do or say nothing that could jeopardize that nonprofit tax status. Once again, the federal government has successfully and thoroughly purchased their silence. How's that First Amendment working for you, folks? Silence? See, they didn't need to. They didn't need to put barricades up, and yellow tape, and signs that say, "Free speech zones." Oh, they're doing that now. I forgot. By golly. But they didn't need to. They just passed nice little laws, and nice little taxes, and nice little. Fines, and they did it legally because nobody said, you can't do that. I'm not going to comply with that. Well, I'll just get the license this time. Well, I'll just pay the fee this time. Well, I'll just, I'll just go along to get along because it, it could it could it could have a bad impact on my child in school or my wife at her job. Oh, my wife's got a job. How come my wife has to work? 
How come my wife has to go through it? Wait a minute. How come? How you feeling, froggy? Wipe that sweat off your brow. Better yet, get out of the pot. Turn the fire off. When are you going to draw a line in the sand and tell them you will not comply? It can be done. As as the one of the main assistant district attorneys told me, civil disobedience only works when there's enough of you. In the meantime, I will prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law until you get enough support from the people and it will change. It will change, but not if you and I don't do something. Please move to the back of the train and take that shirt off. It's covering your little gold star. Hello, people. Wake up. The train has already left the station. The train is headed to a place you don't want to go. When are you going to get out of line? Don't walk over the edge of the cliff. Please, get out of line. Well... That's about enough of my rant for today. I wish you all well. Some of you have gotten out of the pot, I know. Some of you are still thinking, well, it's not that hot in here. When are you going to do it? You can contact us. We can work together. We the people of Maine.org. You can send emails, nofda.com at gmail.com. Mepatriot at Juno.com. There's plenty of ways of contacting and working together. When are you going to do it? You can actually support the radio station. Or you can actually support this program. You can advertise on here, like a few of the other folks have had the courage to do. John Cayman, Countywide Vacuum. John sells a perfect vacuum, services the rest. Give him a call. 207-492-1492. You folks in Duluth could call John and say, hey, I have an Electrolux blotty blotty bloop and I need a bag bag of bags. He'll throw them in, the, in an envelope and whip them right off to you. Give him a call. 207-492-1492. John Caveman Countywide Vacuum and Natural Living Center, the great big health food store in Bangor. I'm privileged to have a relationship with those people. I get to hang out there and help people make health and nutrition choices uh, once in a while. It's it's great to get to interact with folks and uh, promote the good health and benefit that they can receive from good food and good quality supplements. They are located on Longview Drive in Bangor. Their number is 207 990 207-990-2646, Natural Living Center, Longview Drive in Bangor. They have everything you can possibly imagine in the health food line, uh, groceries, 
produce, fresh produce, frozen foods, nuts and seeds and grains and beans and all that stuff, packaged stuff, drinks and beverages, and they have a great supplement section and a very knowledgeable crew. Stop in, say hello, tell them you heard them on the radio, and stay tuned for the Northern Maine Landman Show coming right up behind us on the Constitutional Radio Network, the conscience of Maine. Have a great day, folks, and we'll see you on the radio. WXME AM 780, Monticello, Holton, Presque Isle. 